Okay, Shalom Aleichem, everybody. Uh, today's shir will be continuing with the halachot uh, of Chazarat Hashatz, of the repetition of the Amidah, and uh, also Birkat Kwanim. So let's just summarize the last issue that we dealt with, and that is what should the community be doing during Chazarat Hashatz? And last week we found the opinion of the Rosh, who stated that if they are not nine people answering the chazan uh, whenever he makes a bracha, it is karov, it is close to a bracha levatala. That was the wording of the, uh, of, the, of the Rosh. And based on that, we saw that the Shulchan Aruch uh, also ruled such a ruling. Now, how does this impact uh, how we, we, we relate to the Amida uh, or the Chazarat Hashat? So firstly, we saw that although Hecha Kedusha really is Bediyebed, some poskim say that if you know you're going to be in a minyan where it is likely or possible that you're not going to have a minyan of people answering and listening to the brachot of the Chazarat Hashat, it's preferred to actually do the Hecha Kedusha, to do the shortened version of the Chazarat Hashat, so that we don't get into a problem of brachala batala. Um, that was the approach that we saw when we did the sugya of Hecha Kedusha. I just want to read to you um, in English, source number 27 of Rav Ashi Meir in his laws of Chazarat Hashatz. He says as follows, needless to say, many people who talk during davening are saying things that are forbidden to talk about in a Beit Knesset at all. Some talk about things that may not be discussed on Shabbat anywhere, and it's not rare to hear people say things that may not be said anytime or anywhere because they're considered gossip or immodest speech. Quite often, these are the same people who would never dream of schmoozing in a theater or concert hall during a performance. And so they make shameful display of which venues they consider worthy of respect and awe. So that's just Musara Skel. Everyone can, uh, can say if it applies to them or not. But the point is, is that we should be really careful to be listening uh, to, the, to the chazan, A, that it won't be a brachal and B, if we start talking, um, we're, not gonna, we're gonna cause, perhaps in the words of the, the Rosh, some type of uh, a brachal it's, it's quite sharp to say it's actually a brachal but again, that's how the Rosh uh, phrases it, or close to a brachal that's how the Shulchan Aruch rules, and so we should be very um, wary of that concern. And besides that, we are basically in a Beit Knesset. We have to make sure that this isn't a time for us to catch up and definitely not to say things that are prohibited uh, in general to talk about. What happens if, and this often happens, you're, you, you come into uh, shul, you're not part of the minion, um, or you're in one minion, but you can hear the Chazarat shots of another minion. What do you do in such a case? Do you have to answer? Can you answer? So here of Shlomo Zalman Arbach, uh, quotes the Ptak of the Shulchan Aruch in Orachayim regarding something else. Orachayim in Nun Hei Tzivchat says as follows, Hayu Asaraba Makom Echad, you've got 10 people in one place, Bomrim Kaddish Kedusha, and they are reciting either Kaddish or Kedusha, Afinu Mishenoi Mahem, even though you're not part of their minion, Yachol La'anot, you are permitted to answer. V'yesh Omrim, Shetzarich Shelo Yeh Mavsik Tinuf, O Avodat Kochavim. However, some say that there cannot be something disgusting between where you are and the shul um, or a avodat kochavim, generally that's an idolater or even a non-Jew, uh, that's what it could be separating between you and the minion. So because of that, generally, if you do hear it and if you're in the, the separate room of the shul, that's not a problem. But if you're in an area and uh, there's a minion across the street, but there might be uh, unclean things in the street between you, then it would be problematic. Okay, let's move on to other, aspect, other aspects of the conduct uh, of the community during Chazarat Hashat. One of the famous uh, arguments, disagreements that we find or that you see every day, some people sit and some people stand when the um, chazan is repeating the, uh, the Amida. 
where is the logic to argue that one should stand? So the Ramah Paskins that the nation should stand up when during Chazarat Hashat, meaning this is a psak. Ashkenazi psak. The Shulchan Aruch didn't bring this down, but Lichora, according to Ashkenazim, one should stand. Now the question is, what's the logic behind the Ramah's psak? So there could be two avenues that we could go with. Possibility number one is, well, let's see, what was the initial reason for the repetition of the Amidah? If then, if the whole purpose for the repetition of the Amidah is for those who were not able to pray, to fulfill the obligation via the Shaliyah Tzibur, well, if I have to daven, I should daven standing. And if the Shaliyah Tzibur is davening on my behalf, then maybe I should also stand and just hear what he's saying. And that way it's as if I'm saying it, but I should stand. That's one avenue that we could go with. Another avenue that we see is that we saw in the name of the Arizal, in the name of Rav Soloveitchik from a different angle, but both of them seem to imply that Chazarat Hashat isn't just uh, in order for the community, for those who weren't able to fulfill their obligation or Yotzei through the Shaliyah Tzibur, but it's actually the Tfilah of the Shaliyah of the Tzibur. And therefore, since it's a Tfilah of the Tzibur, everyone should stand just like they stand for their private Amida. And that was the opinion of Rav Soloveitchik, and that was the opinion of Moriba Rabbi, Rav Lichtenstein Zatzal. Let's see what the Piskei Shubot says regarding this halacha. Although many, all the achronim seem to bring the psak of the Ramah, meaning that for Ashkenazi jury, it seems quite obvious based on this, that we should all be standing in Chazarat HaShat. For many righteous uh, people don't stand. The Yeishlem Almachi Smochui says they are they have what to rely on. Why? If for certain he's, he thinks that he'll be able to concentrate on the words of the Shaliyah Tzibur more carefully if he's sitting, or he's, let's say, he's a person who's weak, or an elderly person, he can definitely rely on the lenient opinion. He said, those who can should, and um, they are praiseworthy. That is the psak of the Piskei Truvot. The Yalkut Yosef, Ravovad Yosef, now coming more from the, the Svari psak, is as follows. They can all sit after Kedusha. However, they should not, they can't sit within four cubits, i.e. two meters of the Shaliyah Tzibor. Unless he's an elderly person or a sick person. But when we get to Modim, then everyone has to stand and say, um, and then everyone stands until the end of Modim de Rabbanan. But one is Machmir to stand for the entire repetition of the Amidah will be blessed. So here you see the Psak between the Shulchan Aruch and the, uh, and the Ramah. According to the Shulchan Aruch, he didn't say that everyone has to stand. According to the Ramah, he did. And we see the later Achronim, Ashkenazi Achronim seemed to say that one should, but this case brings down that there were many that didn't, and Geshlem Omili Smok. Rabovad Yosef seems to say, Lachatrila, one can sit, and it's not a problem, again, basing himself on the plaque of the Shulchanoch, but he agrees that one who can stand, Bavo Alav Bracha. Now, let's move to a, uh, another topic, and that is what happens when a Shaliyah Tibur makes a mistake. Now we have to divide this into a few possibilities. What possibility, uh, what mistake could a Shaliyah Tzibur make? 
So one is certain additions in the Hamidah, such as Amelech HaKadosh or the Tain Talmatar and things like that. The, uh, another thing is today is Rosh Chodesh. Once he forgot, Yalevi Yavu. So this is actually brought down in the Gemara in Masechet Brachot Lamed Amud Bet. Let's read the Gemara. Uh, the Gemara says, Avchia Bar Abba Tzali Tzali. Avchia Bar Abba was davening, finished his Amida, and then repeated the Amida. Amalei Rabbi Zeira, my time Avid Mar Hachi. Why did you repeat? Ela Delo Adkar Mar Dereish Yarcha. Oh, perhaps you forgot to the new moon. I you forgot to add in Yalevi Abo. Vatanya, but we've learned in a brighter. If you forgot Rosh Chodesh in Mariv, we don't tell the person to repeat the Amidah. Because he can repeat it in Shachrit. But Shachrit, he doesn't have to repeat it because he can say it during Musaf. Not exactly Yalevi but he's going to talk about Rosh Chodesh during Musaf. But Musaf, and also, if you've got Musaf, he doesn't repeat it because he can say it in Mincha. Amar he said to him, back to him, This is referring to community prayer. Now, that's a bit cryptic. What does it mean, Betzibur Shanu? I was taught regarding the community. It's not so clear what the Gemara means over there. Um, but what it seems to be that if a person did forget it, he has to repeat it. That's the, the, the maskan of the Gemara. And the exception to the rule, uh, to the rule is going to be Batsibur, if it's in a community. We haven't figured out what that is, but if a person seems to forget in private, he would have to preach it. Um, this isn't the Shira on so I'm just going to say the halacha is that if you forgot it in Marib, you don't have to repeat, but in Shachrit, you do. But let's focus on this Gemara for the moment. The Rif says, Tanya, person forgot, uh, didn't mention Yalevi in Shachrit, you don't tell him to repeat, but Rabbi Yochanan said, this halacha, Refers to the tzibur. What does this mean? Perush mipnei torach tzibur. This is going to cause an inconvenience for the community. Now, why would it be an inconvenience for the community if I, Daron, am a regular uh, one of the balabatim in the shul and I forgot Yalevi Yavo? If I have to repeat it, how's that going to inconvenience the community? From here we see that. Why would it inconvenience the community if we're talking about the Shaliyah Tzibur, the Chazan? The Chazan said his private Amida and he forgot. So what are we going to tell him? Repeat Yalevi So everyone's going to have to wait another five minutes until the Chazan repeats the Shmona Yisrael. That is going to be Tirchad Tziburah. And on that, that's what Rabbi Yochanan was saying. Aval Yachid says When it comes to Yachid, there's no reason why you shouldn't repeat it. The entire reason that we, that the, the Gemara was saying that you don't repeat it is because of Tircha de Tzibura. That's how the riff explains it. That's what it means, Betzibur Shanu. And that obviously is referring only to the Shaliyah Tzibur. Rabbeinu Yona says, Betzibur Shanu explains Rabbeinu Yona. Klomar, Shaliyah Tzibur, again, the Chazan, Shetara, who made a mistake in his private Amidah, the logic, as the Rif said, is because what everyone's going to stand around for another five minutes. Since the Shaliyah Tzibur, in any event, he's going to dab in Musaf, and in Musaf, he's going to mention Rosh Chodesh. But when it comes to a private citizen, a private a person of the community, member of the community, that he does have to return. Whether he's dominating at home, privately, or whether he's dominating in the community. 
Meaning when the Gemara says, it's different in a community, not that because I'm davening together with the, the community in shul, then now I don't have to repeat Amida. No, that's when it's going to cause an inconvenience to the community. Only then is it going to be a problem. Okay. Um, now this Gemara was specifically talking about Rosh Chodesh, Yalevi What about, and this is less uh, commonplace, but it does happen. Let's say uh, Chazan forgot to, um, to, to, to mention other things. Let's see what the Shulchan Aruch writes. Anytime that an individual member, if he forgot something, would have to repeat it. The Shaliach Tzibor would have to re re return and repeat it as well. If he made a mistake when he, when he davens, meaning, now we're talking about during the Chazarat HaShaytz. Other than Shachrit of Rosh Chodesh, Shim Shachach, Shaliach Tzibor, Veloizkir Yalevi Abo, Adshe Shlim Tzvilato, if he forgot Rosh Chodesh until the end of the Tzvilah, Ein Machzirin, although we don't tell him to repeat, Mipnei Torah HaTzibor, Sharei Tzvilat Musafin Lepanav, Shum Maskir Bar Rosh Chodesh, because it's about to daven Musa, and Rosh Chodesh is going to be mentioned. Aval Im Nizkar Kodem Shei Shlim Tzvilato, but if he hasn't fin yet finished the Amida, he has to go back. Chozer l'retzei, yes, you go back to retzei, ve'en b'zeh torach tzibur. Now, this is, uh, again, what we've talked about, we've discussed only regarding Rosh Chodesh. What about, if they made a mistake regarding Shabbos or something else, Yom Tov? There's a Beit Yosef in Siman Kuf Chavkav. Upashta delishna de Braita. The simple reading of the Braita is as follows. The fact that the brighter pointed out he didn't mention Rosh Chodesh, I mean, regarding Rosh Chodesh, why did he speak, specific, why did the brighter specifically mention Rosh Chodesh? I should have mentioned any time where there's Musa, meaning you say for Rosh Chodesh, but you also say whenever there's a Chag, right? Why didn't he just say, and you're going to repeat it during Musa? Why did it specifically focus on Rosh Chodesh? Says the Beit Yosef. It sounds, according to the Beit Yosef, says the Beit Yosef, that it was specifically regarding Rosh Chodesh that we don't make the Chazan repeat itself. Now, what is the logic to distinguish between Rosh Chodesh, where we say you don't have to repeat because you're going to mention it in uh, Musaf, as opposed to Pesach? You forgot Yalevi Yavon on Pesach and Shachrit or something like that. Wow, what would be the difference? Now, one, one argument is Tirchadatzibura. We said that the problem of here is Tirchadatzibura. When is it an inconvenience for the Tzibur? Now, we find the inconvenience for the tzibur, one of the inconveniences regarding a tzibur is people have to get to work. Now, Rosh Chodesh, people, it's a longer davening, you say Musa, you say Halel, but in the end of the day, it's a regular day. People are permitted, today I'm, I'm at work, everyone's at work, today's Rosh Chodesh, it's not a problem, you can go to work. But on Chagim and Shabbat, Lichora, you don't go to work. So what's the Tircha de Tziburah? that people are going to hang around in shul for another five minutes. So this is, could be the argument. Meaning, if I say, and this could be the logic behind the, the, the Beit Yosef's chilo, if the assumption is that it's a problem of tircha de tzibura, not every tircha de tzibura is in the same category. There's tircha de tzibura that people are going to lose their parnasa. That's one issue. And this Tircha de Tzibura, that is just kind of people are going to have to wait around for a bit longer. Perhaps that's the Chinook. That on Rosh Chodesh, we worried about people lo losing their Parnassah, and we say, okay, the Shaliyah Tzibura doesn't have to repeat it. On the other hand, regarding Chagim, where you can't go to work anyway, Sanish Kapelach. That could be the Svara behind the Beit Yosef. Look at the Darke Moshe. 
says the dark Yosh, uh, the dark Moshe, uh, Moshe, it's not clear to me this uh, din uh, that the Shaliach Tzibur uh, that he doesn't repeat it on Shabbat. They agree that he doesn't repeat meaning, whereas the Shulchan Aruch and the Beit Yosef said, you do go back on, Sh on Shabbat and Yom Yamim Tovim. Why? Because it's not the Geder Tirchad because anyway, people can't go to work. Says not true. The tour and the Smak Say so you don't say say that even on Shabbat, right? You don't repeat it. But We're not going to get into the words of the Rambam. But if the Shulchan Aruch wanted to say that that was the opinion of the Rambam, that there's a distinction between Rosh Chodesh and Shabbat, says the Darkei Moshe, it's not so clear in the wording of the Rambam, right? And therefore. Uh, and therefore he says, Bechain Lama Tulas the Huadin, Shabbat, the Yom Tov, Bechain of Sharla, Kriya, Dat, Rambam, Melachain, Ain, Lachzor. According to the Rama, Dark Moshe, we do not repeat the Chazan. If he misses something in his Amida, in his private Amida, he does not repeat it, whether we're talking about Rosh Chodesh or whether we're talking about uh, the Chagim or Shabbat. What about Hanukkah? Because, you know, we don't have like a Musaf that we might. Uh, um, mention it in the, the Kriya Torah is not really, really Hanukkah. We just happen to, you know, just happens to have a reference to day one, day two, etc. So, not mentioning Hanukkah. You would have a problem. You would have to repeat it. Yeah. Regarding Hanukkah, I think everyone would agree. I think everyone would agree that you would have to repeat it if, 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 you, if you didn't say Allah Nisim. Hold on. No, you don't have to. Ah, oh, right, right. Hanukkah is different because Hanukkah, if you didn't, if you missed Alanisim, you don't have to. Even the private person doesn't have to repeat it. Right? We're talking about where it's where a private person would have to repeat it. But Hanukkah, Alanisim, if you missed it, you don't repeat it. So, so Vadai, the Shaliach Tzibur, you're not going to have to repeat it. Okay, Shkuach. So now says Rama, Yeshomrin, Din Taab Shachrit Shel Shabbat Yom Tov, Dino Kamo Berosh Chodesh, Vahachinagu. Meaning the Psak of the Ashkenazim is such a case that we don't repeat. Okay, what happens? Up until now, we've talked about what if the Shaliach Tzibor forgets something in his private Amida. What happens if he forgets something in the Chazarat Hashat? Says Rama. That's what we're saying over there. Right? So here says the Rambam. Sorry, sorry. Up until now, we've said what happens if the Shaliach Tzibur made a mistake. During the Chazarat Hashat. Now we're talking about if he made a, 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 a private a mistake in his private Amida. Says the Rambam, in Taash Aliyah Tzibur Keshu Mitpalel Belachash, Enochozer. He doesn't repeat because of Tirchad Tziburah. Rather, he's going to cover himself on his repetition when he does it. Vehu Shelot Ha'abeshalosh Rishonot. But that's if he made a if he didn't make a mistake in the first three brachot. In such a case, he would have to repeat it just as any private member would have to repeat it. And this is how the Shulchan Aruch rules that um, I was once in a shul where the Shaliach um, Tzibur on Shabbat davened the repetition of the Amida. And did a whole kedusha and a very long kedusha, and it happened to be yamim uh, noraim, and he forgot to say amelech hakadosh, and he said akel hakadosh, and then he continued. And now the question was: We just did a ten-minute uh, kedusha with everyone singing. What do you do in such a case? So lichora, in this case where you forgot to do amelech hakadosh, right? Rav Shlomo Zaman Arbach says you have to repeat it. Right? Whereas Ravavadya Yosef, he paskins, he only, you have to just go back to the Brocha of Atakadosh. 
right? In the Nusach uh, Svarad, you just do Atak Adosh, you don't do Lador Bador. But according to Rav Shama Zaman Arbach, once you've completed that, the first three brachot, the Shalir Tzibur has to go back, and that's what they did in that shul at that time. The second Kedusha, they didn't sing as much. Um, but that's, uh, that's, <laughs> that seems to be the upside. Uh, okay. I want to move on to a uh, fascinating thing called the Kapkonim, which is uh, for those of us living in Eretz Israel, it's mitzvah every day. Now, that's quite a charged statement because I'm not a Kohen. So, Lichora, the mitzvah is for the Kohanim to recite it every day. And if you're a Kohen who happens to be living in Eretz Israel, you fulfill the mitzvah. But Doron Padlashuk, who's not a Kohen, um, I'm just a simple member of Am Israel. I don't fulfill Lichora, a mitzvah, every day if I hear the Birkat Kohanim. However, says the Sefer Haredi as follows. Uh, says Rav Azkiri, this is a positive mitzvah from the Torah. Mitzvah say, Israel. Now, add the Sefer Charedim. The Israel Haundim Panim Keneget Pnea Kwanim Bishvika. The Jews, Am Israel, that stand face to face, um, parallel to the, uh, or in front of the Kwanim, Bishvika silently. And they have intention to receive the brocha as Hashem commanded. They are also included in the mitzvah. Now, according to the wording of the Sefer Haredim, it sounds like a regular Jewish uh, Israel who goes to shul and here's Birkat Kohanim, fulfills a Torah commandment every day. They're living in Eretz Israel. We'll discuss in Chutzlar, it's when they should say it, when they don't. But that's a very important din. Meaning, going to shul every day is not just you're going to get the benefit of davening in a minion and you're going to get the benefit of davening B'tzibur, but you also now, according to Sefer Haredim, fulfill a mitzvah d'oraita of Birkat Kohanim. By hearing the Birkat Kwanin, that's a phenomenal chidosh, which is not agreed upon by everyone. Aruch HaShulchan argues, but, but many poskim do accept this opinion of the Sefer Charedim, and at, at least L'Chumra, you know, one should try, and therefore there might be uh, certain nafkaminas, as we'll see in the, in the, in the future. Says the uh, Sefer Achinuch, Yisrael this mitzvah, sounds like according to the Sefer Chinuch, is on the Kohanim to make a bracha every single day. So based on this, it seems that it should be said every single day. Now, according to this, why do we have to say it in shul? Why do we have to connect it to tefillah? And the answer is as follows. Again, this isn't a, a proper shir on Birkat Kohanim. There's only a few uh, halachot. I'll, I'll say a few of these halachot out there. The Pasuk says, uh, you have to be mabarech et ha'am. You have to bless the nation. So there's a machloket between the Ran and other poskim. The Ran understands that Birkat Kwanim doesn't have to be, doesn't need a minion because it's a davar shabik tusha. There's certain things that we need a davar shabik tusha, uh, that kadish, kadusha, you need a minion for. According to the Ran, it's not necessarily a Davar Shadik but you need the nation. Right? So, because you need the Am, the Nikdash Tibetoch B'nai Israel, so you need the Am, so therefore you need a minion. The, the, the Nafkemina, whether I say it's a Davar Shadik Tusha or whether I say you need a, you need like a, a, a nation there, would be the following scenario. What if, if one of the people in the minion is sleeping? If it's the Davar Shabik Tusha, the Shekhinah is still there, and therefore one could still say it. If the person is sleeping, you need the nation, you need the Pirsum, you need the, uh, the attentiveness of the nation. One of them sleeping, it might be a problem. So that's one of the ramifications that are pointed out 
between the opinion of the Ran, and let's just call it the Aruch HaShulchan, but uh, many other, Aruch HaShulchan was an Achron, obviously, not a Rishon, but he says in the name of the other, other Rishonim. But nevertheless, so we have this din that theoretically it should be said every day. It needs a minion, either because it's a Davar Shevikdusha or because it is a Davar that needs the nation. And that's why we place it during uh, Shachrit and not during Mincha. The reason why we don't do it in Mincha is because there's a din that in the times of the Beit HaMikdash, Kohanim were not allowed to be uh, do the avoider when they were drunk. Now, the concern is, is that Mincha, you've already had lunch, had a nice glass of wine to, to, to wash it down. Could be that people are already drunk. And because of that, we only say Birkat Kohanim in the morning. We hope that people are not, uh, not drunk by seven o'clock in the morning when they, when they go to Shachrit. Okay. What about Birkat Kohanim in the diaspora? For those of us who have grown up in the diaspora, we know that, at least in Ashkenazi communities, we only met, came across Birkat Kohanim during the Chagim. Where did such a minag, where, where does it come from? Lichora, there's a Torah obligation to say Birkat Kohanim if you're a Kohen every day. Says the Ramah. Sorry, what? Simcha, isn't it? Oh, so this is the Ramah. The Ramah says, Nahagu, Bechol Medinot Eilu, She'ein Nosin Kapayim Ela Biyom Tov. Because that's when people are happy and only a person who is joyous is able to make the bracha. As opposed to other days, even during Shabbat, people are concerned even on Shabbat about how to make ends meet, how they're going to finish the month. And even during Yomtev, we're only doing it, we only do it on Musa because then they're about to go out and they're going to enjoy the festive meal and that's when they're going to have the joy of, of Yomtev. Okay. So this is brought down by the Ramah. Where does this argument come from? Say again, what, what Harold? Where, where does Matanis where Sibur um, then fit in? in, in, in uh, that you do it you do from a minister? I can't remember the reason I'll, for that. I'll answer that in a moment. I'll answer that in Thanks. a moment. Let's, let, let, let's see what the, uh, the Beit Yosef says. The Beit Yosef says this Minag is actually found, the, the Mordechai brings it down. The Mordechai brings down that, that people in Avelot didn't do Birkat Kohanim and he didn't understand why. And he brought this idea that perhaps it's based on, um, based on this idea of Simcha. However, it's important to note that there's no clear drasha regarding this from Chazal that all of these exceptions that a person who's living in Chutz Laaretz uh, hasn't got simcha, uh, no, it says a person living in Chutz Laaretz hasn't got simcha, a person who hasn't married hasn't got simcha, uh, a person, all of these things, but connecting them directly to Birkat Kohanim is not found in Chazal. And therefore the Beit Yosef basically says, it's a nice idea, I can hear the Svara, Loma Kabel. I don't accept it. And therefore, the Shulchan Aruch ruled that basically you say Birkat Kwanim every day. It's a Torah, Torah obligation. And therefore, many, many Svari communities in Chutzaret recite Birkat Kwanim every day. Ashkenazi Kwanim accepted this idea. And many Achronim, Ashkenazi Achronim, have pointed out that the Argument not to say it is very, very weak. Meaning we haven't found a clear drashah in Chazal not to say it. You theoretically are taking a mitzvah from the Torah and nullifying it every day. So some, the Beit Ephraim, wanted to say that perhaps in Chutzlar, it's the Kohanim's yichas was harder to, um, harder to track 
And therefore, because of that, they didn't do it. And all different Akronim gave different reasons why perhaps in Chutzaretz it didn't happen. But the argument to say that the strength of the Minag was very weak, was very strong. And the Vilna Gaon said that there's no real reason why not to say it. This is a nullification of a Torah mitzvah commandment every day. And the Vilna Gaon famously wanted to institute it one or two times in Vilna. And every time he wanted to institute it, for some unknown miraculous reason, the shul burnt down. Uh, the the uh, Lubavitcher Rebbe, the first Lubavitcher Rebbe, Balatanya, also wanted to uh, institute it. He also felt that halachically there's no real reason why we shouldn't be saying Birkat Kwanim in Chutzaret. And again, something happened to him, just connected him also going into prison and things like that. Bottom line is that it was seen as a siman min shamayim, Ashkenazi communities laid off and they didn't try and change the minag. Minag Ashkenazis in Chutzaret, one doesn't uh, recite, um, one doesn't recite um, Birkat Kwanim. Now what's interesting is as follows. According to that logic, the Gemara says a person who is not married is not happy. So a person who's not married also shouldn't do Birkat Kwanim. However, it seems to be Minag Ashkenazim. I've seen it in, in Eretz Israel, it's quite uh, rampant everywhere I go, is that even kids do Birkat Kwanim, they grow up with their fathers. So on the one hand, we did accept this idea of Simcha regarding Chutz Laaretz, but regarding the other elements of Simcha, it wasn't accepted in Eretz Israel. I'm talking about the Ashkenazi communities. Um, and that's that's interesting. I'm not sure why. It could be because in Eretz Israel, uh, Ashkenazi communities often just took on the Minhagei Hagra, the Minhag of the Vilnagan. And the Vilnagan said, in any event, uh, you know, this idea of Simcha is not, uh, he wasn't so fond of nullifying the Mitzah because of this idea. So it could be that that's why the Ashkenazim in Eretz Yisrael, uh, the kids do the bracha, uh, even though they, um, even though Lichora, the Gemara says, a person who's not married hasn't got simcha. Now you asked uh, Harold regarding uh, during a Tanit Tzibur, why we say Birkat Kwanim at Mincha. And the answer is as follows. The Gemara says that even though we don't do Birkat Kwanim during Mincha, in, on Yom Kippur, we do. Why do we do it? Because what was the concern? The concern is why generally don't we do Birkat uh, Kwanim during Mincha? Because people might have drunk during their lunch hour. And when they drank during their lunch hour, now they are going to be drunk and they can't uh, serve in the Beit HaMikdash. That's why we don't do Birkat Kwanim during Mincha. By the way, the if I'm not mistaken, the Mari Vile or the Maril says that's why in Simchat Torah, in Chutz Laaretz, they do Birkat Kwanim Shachrit and not Musa on Simchat Torah. Why? Because there was a Minag in Chutz Laaretz during Tefillah to, to have a Lachayim. Many, many Batei Knesset in Chutz Laaretz during Simchat Torah still have that Minag, right? that, uh, that they have a Lachayim uh, during, the, during the dancing. And then they're going to go and up and Musaf and people are going to be drunk. So the Maharil says, on Simchat Torah, you say Birkat Kwanim Shachrit and not in Musaf. And that's, yep. that's the Psaq uh, in Chutzaret. I'm not sure what the Psaq is in Eretz Yisrael, whether we follow that Maharil, whether we're concerned for it. Regarding the Beit Yosef, uh, regarding Tanit, Tanit Sibor, so during Mincha, there's no reason not to say Birkat Kwanim. Why not? Because people are fasting, so they can't get drunk. However, we only do it if we daven mincha samuch l'shkia. Why? Because that is very similar to tefillat neila. We saw the Gemara says tefillat neila. You can do birkat kohanim. So therefore, if you're going to daven mincha similar to neila, then you can do birkat kohanim. Okay, let's uh, move on. What happens to what should people be doing during Birkat Kwanim? 
If you have the Yerushalmi quote, Amar Rabbi Yossi, Zot Omeret, She'asur li'stakel b'koanim b'shat she'hein levarchin et Yisrael. Yerushalmi says that it's asur to gaze at the koanim when they are blessing the nation of Israel. This is also brought down in the Shulchan Aruch, in Orachayim Kuf Chavchet, Va'am yechavnu levracha, the nation shall have intention to hear the bracha, and they should be facing the Kwanim, but they shouldn't look at them. Now, the Mishnah Brura points out, what is the issue? You shouldn't be looking at their faces, you shouldn't be looking at their hands. Says the Mishnah the main reason is that there shouldn't be hesachadat. You should be focusing on the bracha and not looking at their hands or their, their faces. Who's going, this guy's got a black eye. What happened to him? This guy's got, okay. Well, okay. So anyway, definitely you shouldn't be looking in other places, right? However, says Mishnah the prohibition is specifically gay like, you know, a very, very, very uh, uh, intense stare, where it will cause someone to, to stop thinking, ah, oh, that's an interesting shirt he's wearing, whatever it is. But looking slightly is not a problem. In the times of the Beit HaMikdash, that's when there was a real issue. The real issue was when the Kwanim used to say God's name explicitly out of 72 letters. That's when it was prohibited because the, when the Shekhinah was between their fingers, I don't know, whatever that means, but there was a, a, a presence of God. However, today, the Kwanim don't say so it's only if you're glaring an intense stare is that a problem? Otherwise, it's not. Nevertheless, says Mishabura, Mikol Makom, no again, Gamachav, Zechlamikdash, Lola Bitpaim Klal. The Minag today is not to look at the Koranim at all. Um, now, what happens if one walks into Shul and when What's the din? It says the Yalkut Yosef. You're going to fetch a siddha. And you find that the Kwanim are saying the Birkat Kwanim. Nosimit Kapem literally is lifting up their hands because that's what they do when they give the Brahma. One should stand and listen to it. And you shouldn't leave until they finish the Brahma. Someone's learning and get to Birkat Kwanim. You should stand and hear the Birkat Kwanim. Now, is one, does one actually have to stand? Says the Magna Brahm, says the Magna Brahm, one is permitted to sit. What is the critical thing? That you should be facing the Kwanim. You need face to face. And this is also apparent from the Zohar. It's not so critical that you're standing as opposed to facing the Kwanim, standing in front of them or sitting in front of them. However, the Tzitzel Yezer Abaldenberg says no. The minag is for, for us to stand, right? Um, nevertheless, nevertheless, he quotes the Magen Abraham, and then he says, "For Choyle betashush koach l'shevet hamokomo v'loli troch l'akum bishad nesiat kafayim shakwanim." Person sick, a person's elderly, but I, we don't need to trouble them to to stand up. Um, now, where does the Let's just find the 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 Gemara in Sotalam. Chetanya idach kotevarchu 
you shall bless them. Panim keneged panim. This means that the Kwanim should be facing, or we should be facing the Kwanim. Panim keneged panim oino ela panim keneged orek. Maybe it should be against the back of the heads. Hamud lomar emor lahem kadam haomer lachaverot. It's like a friend talking to his chaver. When a friend's talking to his chaver, you don't turn your, your back on them, right? That's how friends talk to each other. And this is how the Shulchan Aruch rules in our Chaim Kufchavchet. The people standing behind the Kwanim are not part of the Bracha. That's why you often see people, if you cut Kwanim, everyone stands in front of the Kwanim. But if they're in front of them, even if, or to the sides, even if there's a metal uh, plate, it's not going not to make a Mechitzah. But even behind them, if they can't, they can't move for some reason. People are ready in the fields. They want to hear Bekat Kwanim, but they can't. They are still included. However, people in Shul, let's say sometimes you have the Kwanim standing, they stand a few meters in front of the Aron Kodesh, and you have people that are actually behind them, they should move. They should move to come in front of the Kwanim. Um, only people that, you know, they are anusim, that it's beyond their control, do we say, uh, do we say that uh, it's not a, not a problem, okay? Now, it says the Mishnah Burah, Perush. Not only those standing in front of the Kohanim. Even people that are to the sides or in line with them are also included. Nevertheless, people shouldn't stand exactly in front. It's a good idea to come, especially this idea of Panim, Keneged Panim, according to the Zohar, you want to kind of stand Panim El Panim. This is a machloket, we'll see, where the Shukhanaruch says, stand quietly, on Amen, Shalom on Israel. And the Ramah says, no, mikom hakom achshav shakwanim ma'arichin arbei v'nigunim. Nagu gamken lomar psukim. So that's why people also say psukim during, uh, when the Kwanim have this minak. Now in Chutzaretz, um, during, when they do Birkat Kwanim only during the Chagim, there's like this whole nusach of minag nigun that the Kwanim say before people answer Amen. And that's where a lot of people add the psukim based on the shrama, that if there's an extra nigun, then you can say it. However, most of the times, those psukim, if you look in the machs or like an art scroll or whatever, generally it's for people who had a halom ra'ah and all types of things like that that they can say. But on Shabbat, one shouldn't add that in. And therefore, on Shabbat, you'll see that most Kohanim don't add that extra nigun. And sometimes they do add it, sometimes they don't add it. It's the question of whether you're allowed to add the Psukim Bichlal. So, Sorry? I thought it was like the Hirots and Rebunishan or whatever, the prayer. I thought one of those is Kalom Ra'ah, but the Psukim, right. I, I didn't know they, they referred to that. I could never get my head around this because, you know, you see, um, unless you have the old-fashioned English art scroll marks, all the marks have got the psukim, and they all say, don't say them. <laughs> so I can't exactly. work out. They say, don't say them, A, because of the, the, the Shulchan Aruch, but the Ramah says you can say them, um, but it depends, depends what, what you're saying, meaning... Um, if it's for for psukim that uh, that are connected to halom ra'ah, so on Shabbat you shouldn't say it anyway, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, and the Ramah says you only say it when you when you do the nigun. So that's where the minah came from. That when it's yontif and it's not a Shabbos, they would do a nigun, and therefore according to the Ramah you could say it because it's during the nigun. But when it's on Shabbat, since you can't say it, there's no reason to say the nigun. So then they shorten the nigun. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, the reason not to say it, says the Mishaburah, is very simple. You're getting a bracha and you're not even listening. 
Absolutely. Just uh, praising the kid and he's uh, talking. It's not, uh, not appropriate. Now, we'll just finish off with Birkat Kwanin. I grew up with that. They used to be what you're talking about. The, you know, you've got a face, face to face. And obviously, you must look at the Kahanim. And there was always, there was, I mean, going to my childhood, stop. The people would stand up, but they'd turn around the other way so they wouldn't be looking at the Kahanim. And I remember the uh, minister of the Shuls saying this word for word Why are you turning your back on someone giving you a broker? It's right. bad manners. Right. So I always remember. Exactly. So you should be facing them, but not look at them. Exactly. Yeah, it's my childhood. <laughs> it's a few years ago now. <laughs> so now, what about women and Birkat Kwanim? Let's just end with this. The Minchat Chinuch says, Now, again, remember, according to the Sefer Haredim, not only are the Kwanim obligated to make a bracha, but the community that hear the bracha actually fulfill the mitzvah. Now, I'm a Yisrael. When I hear the, 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 the Birkat Kwanim every day, there's no, it's not a time-based um, commandment, meaning the fact that we only do it on Chagim, according to the Ramah, in Chutzlar, it's, it's, it's not really Me'ikar Adin connected to the Chagim. It's an obligation that we do every day. And based on that, if I pass in like the Sefer Haredim, that I also fulfill a mitzvah, so a woman should also come to Shul and give a Kwanim. Now, says Arik Shalev, women who are present in Shul are included in the mitzvah to hear Birkat Kwanim, but they're not required to go to Shul in order to hear it. Meaning, if you're in Shul, you fulfill the mitzvah, but there's no chiyot to actively go to Shul in order to fulfill the mitzvah. So uh, that, that's, that's his understanding. Uh, and, but he says, if women are in shul and they're in the middle of their private amida, they should stop to hear Birkat Kohanim just as men stop. By the way, that's a bit of a machloket. Rav Eliashev says you don't stop for Birkat Kohanim, but it seems to be that the majority of us can say that you do stop. And says the Rikshalev, if that's the case, it would apply also for a woman. Okay, we'll stop there for today. And uh, next week, Bezrat Hashem, we'll deal with all the issues of Tachanun and the end of Tefillah. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you for your time, Rabbi. I much appreciate it. Have a good afternoon. You too. Bye. Bye.